Gay beside me, cram my hole with nut. Clap my cheeks and bust my rear. Now I'm fool to come. Yeah, now I'm fool to come. Fuck my ass. Load Suck your my load. <laughs> Ruin my tight asshole. Man. Always gay. Just for pay. Then I judge the good at dicking. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you know, know that there's three Unforgivens? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Well, you know. It's a saga. I do enjoy your playlist on Spotify. Yeah, it rocks. It's good, man. Well, we're going to talk about two raucous and unruly crimes by a couple of different MMA fighters. Only common bond is MMA. It doesn't really have anything to do with the sport. Very interesting stories. One's one of the biggest bank robberies of all time. What is MMA? Shut up, dude. (laughs) (laughs) You're a fucking idiot, dude. Uh, All that this week on Death Metal. You drank, a th- you shotgunned a 32 ounce beer. I, I did two of them. You might as well be an Olympian. Yeah, man. But you know what? Just can't. Yeah, that's 64. That's a, that's a fucking six pack, dude. Right? Yeah. No, almost. Yeah, no, it One is. beer short. No. No. 32 and a 32 is a 64. Six. 12 times six is 72. What so. is 12 times three? 36. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm not me. a math man. Yeah, so don't try to ride for it. And <laughs> I can do what I want. Yeah, so two cases. The first one that I wanted to dig into, and I don't know why. I just saw the second case that we have tonight is a crazy fucking murder, and that's what piqued my interest. Just to give a little bit of, uh, you know, little little off the beaten path from what we've been doing. And then uh, I pretty much plan on getting into Carl Pan's Ram next week. Yep. I love that boy. So we just, do you? No, I don't love him. <laughs> he just did you some cool. He did, a, he did a couple cool things, though, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you can use sodomy as a weapon, yeah, you may as well, I guess. Sure. Speaking of using your bodies as weapons, let's talk about Lee Murray. You ever heard of that guy? Yep. He was born... Lee Brahim Murray Lamarney. <laughs> so many names. And I can see why you shortened down the non-weird ones. Born November 12, 1977 in Greenwich, London. He's a Morocco, English, career criminal, drug dealer, bank robber, and former mixed martial arts fighter. He was sentenced to 10 years in jail in 2010 for masterminding a 2005... 53 million euro armed raid in Kent, England. Can you fucking wrap your mind? That's like, I think the euro is like 1.5 American dollars, something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fucking scholar, but I know it's more than, it's more than a dollar. So so somewhere about 75 million US dollars in a bank heist. That's a lot. That's pure blown fucking certified nanners. Yes. That's a lot of goddamn money for a bank robbery. That's the, you know, that's a movie. I don't know how there hasn't been a movie about this yet, but we're going to break the fucking case now because I've, 
asked several people they never heard of this shit. Which make I mean, you know, it did happen in England. We're kind of isolated from it. Yeah, well, when you sent it to me, I was uh I was like, "What the fuck, man? This is crazy shit." So I'm uh I'm intrigued. Great input. His term was extended to 25 years, November 30th, 2010. Dana White, the UFC president, recently commented on Murray He's a scary son of a bitch, and I don't mean fighter-wise. Well, because he would lose. Yes. <laughs> but you wouldn't want him to rob you with guns. Remember whenever he was supposed to box Tito Ortiz? No, I don't think he was supposed to. Oh, Dana? Yeah. Yeah. Did they not box? No. Because didn't they have like a fucking like countdown to it? Yeah, like kind of. And then he said Tito backed out, but it's like, dude. So he did the countdown show anyway? Yeah. Well, it's like, they're trying to make it seem like he was a pussy. He was like, do you understand what would happen to you? Who cares? Well, Tito is relevant to this because apparently one time Lee Murray stomped Tito in a street fight. Yeah. Which, you know, that's here nor there. Yeah. They're probably just doing cocaine and getting drunk all night, having sex with models. Jenna Jameson. They're both probably fucking Jenna Jameson. Oh, yeah. Didn't he marry her? Tito Ortiz? Yeah. What a weird fuck. Yeah, he is a weird bitch. Any man that manicures their eyebrows has got deep troubles. Yeah, that's weird. Something you get below the surface. I understand if you've got like a crazy unibrow scenario, mm-hmm. you knock that out. But if you're like arching them and trying to make yourself look like a villain, I don't know if that's what Tito does, but I have seen dudes that have that real like fucking, I do espionage look about the eyebrows. You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 It's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you know, we got... As dumb as being a dude is, the one thing we that we have to rely on is not a lot of personal maintenance. Yeah. I mean, take care of yourself, wash your asshole, exfoliate your asshole. Sure. You know? Smell good, feel good. But there's no reason to arch and sculpt your eyebrows. That seems insane to me. It's weird. This is not a balanced behavior. No. You ever like I've the only person I've ever known that has done that is a certified psychopath. Yeah? Yeah. Who is it? Say their you name. Know him. I wouldn't know him. Mm-mm. I would that one fucking Wessel Dork from Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean when I say psycho, just a drunk animal, you know? Yes. Like just getting in fights and having meltdowns, yeah. breakdowns. I know who you're talking about. Downtown. Yep. Just losing it. Mm-hmm. But that's in you know tribal tattoos, arched eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, comes to the territory. It does I've looked out. I've got great eyebrows. Who get, feeds you this information? Hey, man, I get all kinds of stuff from uh, people. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, I had some kids one time ago. You but wax, I get all types of stuff. Somebody goes, "You wax your eyebrows?" Is one of the kids I work with? Go, yeah. No. Oh, they, so from kids. And they go, they look great. And I'm like, thanks, man. So your compliments come from homeless children? No, they're not. No, this is before I started working with homeless kids. Oh. Uh, well, what type of kids were you working with? Uh, just indigent youth, just wild fucks. Sure. You know? Yeah. The well, they people would know, that you want to listen know? to. Yeah, yeah. They're up on the latest eyebrow fashions. They sure are, man. Was he, it a male? It was a female. <sighs> this sucks. <laughs> Stop asking questions. It gets worse. Okay. But that's who you listen to, though. You're like, no, nah, you know man, what? I don't give a shit what my I eyebrows look like. Yeah, exactly. I, that's yeah. I don't give a shit. I never thought, wow, man, my eyebrows look rough. I'm all browed up. I mean, Ted Bundy's like one of the sexiest dudes alive, according to women. Is and that he, true? Yeah, man. He's got a unibrow. He is a wild unibrow. Yeah. But they would just love to get stuff by him. I think it's just something about saying fuck it and letting it flow. 
Yeah, just it's got an appeal to it because you know it's fucked up. Like you know, you know what yeah. I mean. You're looking in the mirror, you're like, eh, <laughs> I could fix this, but fuck it. It's, it's weird that you can't go bald in your eyebrows. You can. I mean, you can if you got that alopecia shit. Yeah. Most of those people are psychopaths. Yeah, the one the one that I know is, is the, the one we both know. I'd say more of a scumbag than a psychopath. Hey, well, he's a sociopath. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you lose your brows, man, it's a rough life. Yeah, you gotta get them tattooed on. I think a lot of girls just don't have eyebrows. Yeah. I don't know, that's weird. Yeah, whatever. Look like a cat. They don't have eyebrows. What's well, weird when they put makeup on because they just look like a goddamn birthday cake. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, man. <laughs> I know somebody who gets their eyebrows tattooed and then or they blow get... other candles. <sighs> Some people might. <laughs> Not in a good way. <laughs> no, no. What's a bad way of blowing them out, dude? A bad way of blowing them out? They ended up on fucking uh, facefuck.com or some shit. Oh, yeah. Hey, they blow them out on there <laughs> <laughs> with spit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clean those brows off for you. <laughs> you hoping it smears, but it don't? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If I've, I've seen a couple ladies sweat their eyebrows off. Yeah. Well, you're getting throat fucked, you're not. Well, other, it's like, you know, th- the only option is not having eyebrows or drawing them on for some people. Why yeah. are we talking about eyebrows for so long? I don't know. Anyway, my man's got a sculpted brow. That's a, t- that's a bad... There is some weird shit with Latinos and eyebrows, man. That's why Tito Ortiz got his shit waxed. And then, but he's a man. But then also, like, there's a lot of uh, people that get their shit drawn on. Women. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure, because they're trying to look like, you know, the makeup on, making themselves look the way they want to look. Yeah. It's just not for men. It can be. Do whatever you want to. I'm not telling you what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying what I've noticed, generally, if yeah. a man goes to the lengths to have his eyebrows manicured, psychopath. It's weird. Lee lived in Abbeywood. Between Shooters Hill, that's a notorious area for highway robbery, which is like a real England thing, right? Yeah. Like England, Ireland, and Scotland. You just, ah, oh, fucking hell, you got that there? What do you fucking hand it over then? Hey, got you. got $20 in your fucking pocket to take the $20 and put it in my hand? And nobody knows what you said. No. Nobody knows what any of them said. That's robbery talk, you know? Yeah. Just, oh, you fucking got that You're- there? You'll hand the fuck you over hand anything. The money over. Put it, you got the money in your pocket. I was taking his money to put it into my pocket. Pretty much. You just know it's a dangerous person. Anyone yeah. that's gone through life that you can't understand what they're saying. Yep. Bad news. You know, they specialize in a knife, you know. Yeah, they get it through strong arming. Yeah. Not through charming. Nope. No, a lady might be charmed by a guy that's strong arms. Oh, yeah. He's got a leather jacket on. Switchblade comb. Yeah. Pretty much. This is the fucking Tiger Army. Oh, that's... <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. No. Oh, crap. What a, that's the worst lifestyle. Out of, every, out of every subculture, every style of dress, every style of music, rockabilly. Yeah. Bottom of the barrel. Yeah, you know, you hit up an old roller derby Kirby to fucking ref some shit. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what's going on, I've never man. seen... I've only seen one Yeah. around... Uh, it's like you know, it's not that's not the same as it used to be. It's all old cars, yeah, white t-shirts, 
Social Distortion, which is so Tiger Army Necromantics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a garbage. It's lifestyle. so weird that you do that. You're like, man, I got to get an old car. You can't even afford the fucking gas mileage of the old car. You live in the car. That's a weird route to take on that. It's more so that you're a fucking dork and you've gone out of your way. Yeah. To put yourself in a time period that you have absolutely no association with. It's a greasy person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're running away. And if you're a rockabilly and you have a cell phone, especially, fuck you. Yeah, man. Commit. Get it. You can't. What are you? You're going to fucking take selfies of you and your girlfriend and her fucking polka dotted skull poodle skirt? You so shit in a fucking Snapchat? Didn't yeah. have a Snapchat in the 50s. Shaking around your creepers. You guys going to go to the bluff and race your, drag your rods at midnight? Yeah. You better cut that shit out, Fonz. It's hard to piss off a dad that's dead. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I mean, Norman Rockwell died. Which, what lifestyle are you trying to live if you're a rockabilly? It's Man. just too much effort. Yeah, it's weird. It, it's just when men go... That far. And as a man that gave himself a mohawk yesterday in his 30s, it's insane when men go so far to, like, groom themselves into a certain appearance, you know? Like, if you have to comb your hair, you know how long it takes to comb your fucking hair all greased back like that? Like, Uh, 20, 30 minutes, dude. Yeah. Something happened. It don't make sense, man. And they're all, women, I'm sorry. I love you all. Whatever your body's like, you're beautiful. But if you're listening to rockabilly, you're fat for sure. That's just the way it is. I knew where you were going with it. I knew where you were going. I got no problem with it. You take a picture of the trucks? But you you already know what it is. You already know what it is. If if you're a pinup model, you could never be pinned up anywhere. You're too big. So the facts are, just stay away from rockabilly. Yeah. Getting in fucking weird fucking knife fights at a diner. Actually, you know what a weird thing is now that I'm talking like they're either there's either like the fat rockabilly girl or one that's so hot. Yeah. That that makes no sense. It makes total sense. You could have done anything else. I cause sometimes that one haircut looks fine. Yeah. Well you, it's not that it's like you're you're fucking crazy as shit, and so you just surround yourself with fat girls and tell them they're hot. That's true. Yeah, stop doing that. Stop doing that, man. Help them. <laughs> you know, it, it drives me nuts like when they when they're like, "Oh, they're this and that." And it's like, "No, man, just just take care of yourself. You don't eat corn dogs and try to sl- slap on some shit from fucking interpunk.com and figure out that you're <laughs> yeah. going to fucking do something ru- different." You know, sure. Like, well, no, nah, man. It it sounds like we're being rude, but we're not. Uh no. to just to clear, it doesn't matter what you look like. Just be healthy, right? Yeah. Just like, be healthy. Some, man. Like we're we're fat, but we're taking care of ourselves. I've dated big girls before, man, and yeah. I don't mind it. You love a big. I, I don't. I like a lady. <laughs> I like all women, sure. man. It don't bug me. But you just be health. Like, don't die. I don't. Yeah. I, don't like, get. Don't get heart disease. Like you want to get married and shit. It's like just don't. Like <laughs> I'm trying to take it to a good place, but yeah, no, sure. I am too, man. But women, it's like, what are they made for? Yeah. Well, you know, getting married. So why? Don't you- <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like you, you're trying to find the love of your life, and like maybe that's your place. You want to get married? Just don't fucking die early, because what do you think you're oh, gonna yeah. do to your lover, man? You're gonna fuck him up. Yeah. Yeah, all because you couldn't put down the snacks. And then they become a vegan and they die earlier. Is that true? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> they just don't eat no meat. That's weird. Who doesn't? Vegans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, there, is that a movement in rockabillying? No. Oh. Because you have to like go to the diner and shit, right? Yeah. You got to like yeah, go yeah, get yeah. a malt. <laughs> now, I'm sure there's a, dude, what, there's a vegan diner. There's got to be. Oh, yeah. In the city, I'm sure there's a bump in there. Like, here's a soy joy 
shake. Gross, dude. What's soy joy? It's a fucking uh, soy ice cream. It's good as fuck. No, it's not. No, no, you're wrong. It's good. In comparison to regular ice cream? Yeah, it's great. Wrong. I'm just telling you, man, it's good. Compared to regular ice cream, though. If you had to pick between the two. If you had to pick between the two. The fucking uh, chocolate uh, mint one is better. No. I'm telling you. Yeah, it is, Better than what? Than what? Than regular. Than just, but what we, like a good brand? Yeah. Like a Soy Joy would be better than a Ben and Jerry. Yeah, dude. Because it just, yes, I'm not lying, man. You are lying. No, I'm not. You just pick hills to die on. Nope. But these hills involve me getting soy, I mean, dude, I soy make tits. Dumb you know? fucking ice cream for a living. There's like no way, like no milk substitute can compare. Okay. Well, you're an expert. I'll give you that. I've never had a fucking. I love a creamy treat. I really haven't. Soy milk, rice milk, coconut milk, almond milk, cat. Nothing compares. You said cat milk? Nothing compares. Olive milk. You just can't. Olive milk? Bird milk. You can't get one. Bird milk? Zebra milk. None of them. Rat breast milk? <laughs> rat milk. It's dude. trashy. I bet rat milk's the name of a band for sure, right? Rat oh, milk. Oh, and you know what kind of punk it is. <laughs> All those fucking... <laughs> we're just stuck on Rockabilly, dude. Like, and I was creeping down at the cafe, and I saw a big girl, and I asked if she was gay. She said no. I said, hey, let's go to the cemetery and get spook cake. Pretty much. Down at the graveyard, I pulled off her shirt. I said, hey, whoa, what's in that skirt? Turns out I couldn't see her puss from her gut. <laughs> oh now I'm out here fucking her butt. <laughs> <laughs> the only two places you take a girl like that on a date is a graveyard and a bowling alley. Oh, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, for sure. Bowling alley and maybe a drive-in if you got one, still. Hey, what's up, toots? You want to do something that was around in the 1920s? Yeah. What the fuck? Oh. Man, popping up. Toots? That's hey, the original popping up uh, In today's society, if you're a rockabilly, can we still call you toots? Toots. <laughs> How Cute, about it? Cutums. No one ever said that. Yeah, they did. You're the first person that said that. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like toots. Let me be a revolutionary. Yeah. Sweetums. Yeah, sweetums. <laughs> Is that what you said? Tookus. You said cutums. That's a butt. Yeah, man. All right, dude. We're wildin'. <laughs> Zooming in a tookus. That's Jewish. Bottom line is, rockabilly, avoid. Well, yeah. That's bad. Pomade. Are you do, slapping do you Murray's in your hair? Get the fuck out of here. <sighs> Fucking cuffed up jeans. White t-shirts, cigarettes rolled up. It's just all, we've overcome all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know what's up. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> We're men's of fashion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, don't listen to me about clothes. I'm wearing a Rocco's Modern Life shirt. Dude, have you seen the new Rocco's Modern Life movie? Uh, no. Well, the only thing I love more than Rocco's Modern Life is when Rocco's Modern Life can finally bring trans culture to my children. There's nothing more I wanted to do than sit my kids down and just let them know that a young frog could turn from a boy frog to a girl frog, and his father would be bad for judging him. Oh, Ed. Yeah, Ed, but yeah. Dude, Miss Bighead's got some rocking cans, brother. Oh, yeah, man. She's got knockers. That's the first cans I seen. Well, besides my mom's. Oh, Rocco. Did Did you ever see your mom's cans? No, dude, my mom was never around. 
my mom was around. She showed me hurricanes. She showed well, them to showed you? Well, not showed them to me. I bet she, she did, though. But she hey, went, buddy, check these out. Well, no, she just walked around butt naked one time. That is true. I thought, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Were they hangers? Yeah, man. I was like, hey, you bit like a Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> what do your mom's cans look like, dude? Huh? What do your mom's cans look like? Man, they ain't saggers. They're not? No, man. They No way, dude. They point up. <laughs> well, they point. They, they look right at Are you. Are they round? Trying to let me think back. <laughs> Your mom's just such a fucking animal, dude. She was, man. And you know, maybe that's the quality I got is I'm an animal. But I would never show sure. my kids my nuts. You pre- Yes, you would. Never. You show your nuts to everyone. Not my kids. I don't want my kids to see my bag. That's good. I'm proud of that. But you do a you're a <laughs> you do other questionable things. Yeah. Nah, man. What's your cans look like? That's the real question. What do your mom's cans look like? Man, can I, so hey, if you guys are regular listeners. Oh, also, sorry the volume was low. <laughs> we no, suck. It's all right, man. No, uh, but if you're regular listeners, tell us what your mom's tits look like. Think about like a, we're trying to get to the bottom of this. Like a XXL big ball. Yeah. Or big or buzz ball rather. Sure. And you slap the balloon over the top of it. So your mom's cans rock. I don't know. You have to ask her. She'll bust them out for you. Yeah, she, no, you know what? No, she did show me because one time when I was like, <laughs> I think I was like 16, man, she got them pierced and showed me. Whoa. Hey, buddy, check these out. She's like, I went to the tattoo shop and got some rings in my tits. Oh, she didn't even do that. <laughs> my fucking uh, stepdad's what do you uh, think of this, brother-in-law buddy? used to be a tattoo artist and a piercer. He Hell just yeah, came bro. on over to the house and hooked her up, man. <laughs> But man, she it would have rocked so hard if you got mother and son tit piercings. Let's get all let's get our nipples pierced. Hey, I've been thinking about that, man. <laughs> Why? I've been thinking about that. Why? I've been thinking about that for you. Like you got to pull some kind of wild car with your tits. What's a wild card? A wild car. Oh, pull them, yeah. Like a sports car. Oh, yeah, we start doing that thing where we do like pull. Suspension? Pull. Yeah, oh, no, no. But yeah, you, <laughs> but you can just pull stuff with your tits. I've seen that on Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, man, that's you, like, a pull like a Volkswagen Beetle. Is it? No, because yeah. you're not hanging. You're pulling. You're yeah, oh yeah, hanging and pulling is suspension, man. Hanging's when you drop down. Do you know what the word pull. suspension means? Yeah, you suspend. Does a car got suspension on it, man? You're suspended if you got a car. You're pulling with your tits. <laughs> Suspend me. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. Yeah, let's get tit rings, dude. Let's uh, get tit rings and then, <laughs> then attach them with chains. Yeah, and try to run from each no, other. No, <laughs> no, no. But we'll just sit here with tit, tit I'll chains. do it, man. Let's do it, man. How bad? Let us know. How bad is a tit piercing hurt? Some people like it. I love to get my fucking nipple twerked. Me too, man. I like to get sucked while I get jacked. <laughs> sucked and jacked. <laughs> yeah. Man, yo, suck your man's titty and jack him off at the same time. You want to rev him up? But here's the thing. You don't get too revved up in a relationship for too long. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like you got those uh, dark, you know, you get that dry spell. No. There's a dry spell that happens. Okay. And then, and then it comes back, you know. When you get up in your 30s, but the, the old dry spill, 
if you want to get it wet again, you suck the titty of yeah. a man and jack him raw. I don't think it's ever the dude's fault, except for Jerry. He can't get boners anymore. That's his fault. Yeah. Yeah, you could get Viagra. I've been trying to tell him, dude. So I was like, hey, man. How old is he? Jerry's like 50. Okay. He's at least 46. He just got to go get his T tested, man. Yeah, he's got low T. And you could, he would just get Viagra, dude. It's easy to come by. Yeah, but you can't. You get a blue chew. Wait, well, even if you got low T, I mean, he's you, rich. Can you come? I'm sure you can. On Viagra? Bust. Yeah, dude. Because it's a testosterone oh. thing, man. Busted? Yeah. It's a sex hormone. <sighs> dude, I've never not. <laughs> Me either. I go three times a day. Yeah. Got to get that demon out. Sometimes more. But yeah, he was telling me that, and I was wondering, would it be better to have no interest in boning? Sure. I don't know. What I would be worried about is, like, lose the ability to get a bone, but still want it. Yeah, well. That would be a terrible hell to live You got to get your tea tested, dog. Yeah, guys, if you listen to You're Not Core, please just tell Jerry to get his dick taken care of. Yeah. He's it's, in a new relationship. Very nice girlfriend. Yep. Just uh, take care of it, man. Yeah, man. You want to stick around. And you I know need... you're approaching 50, you know? If you want her to stick around, you got to make your stick stick around. If you want her to stick around, you got to give her a pound. Yeah, but get an old brush fire going. <laughs> Couple of sticks and a lighter. All right. Let's just swing back to Lee Murray. <laughs> Let's do it. I've been blowing it. We ever should just do a podcast with no topic. That's really. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. His mother, Barbara Murray, is a hairdresser. Tying it back together. I bet she gives a great eyebrow fade. His father, Brahim Lamrani. Was a kitchen hand from southern Morocco, aren't they all? A skinny youngster, Murray would often fight boys from neighboring estates with his crew. He preferred the method of fighting. Sorry, goddamn it. What Lee Murray liked to do in a fight with his friends is charge into battle, windmilling his arms around as though Earth Crisis just started Firestorm and he had to clear the room. That makes sense. Yep. He would always have a manic expression on his face, and that earned him the nickname amongst a community of street fighters of Alien. <laughs> Hell yeah. Out you better look world. out for Alien. <laughs> yeah. The way he scraps is wild. He had an awful relationship with his father, who was a violent man that Murray called volatile and domineering. Which the only Moroccan I know is a very old cartoon called Morocco Mole. I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's part of Secret Squirrel. What the fuck is that? Dude, I used to have, like, one of the only cable channels we had for whatever reason was Boomerang. Yeah. It was like the Cartoon Network for old people. Mm-hmm. And I'm schooled in all those 60s-ass cartoons. Tight. None of them made, but they're all about fucking. All of them. Yeah. Top to bottom. Strictly about sex. You don't get it at all, even as a kid in the 90s. But then today you look back and you're like, oh, <laughs> that's every cartoon, though. Yeah. Like Rocco's the worst, dude. It's all it's yeah. all bad. Mm. Keep it away from your kids or they'll turn into women. Because <laughs> all kids are made men. 
I mean, look, dude. God made Adam and Eve, right? He made Adam, and then he took one of his ribs, and that's where Eve came from. So he made man. Yeah. So we're all men, deep down inside. Deep down. <laughs> we're all having gay sex. <laughs> Every single one of us. Everybody. I'm married to a beautiful woman, and we have lots of gay sex, and then you guys are probably the same boat. Man. Men fucking men, day and night. Ain't nothing like. Fucking uh, hitting a couple of notes on the old plump trumpet. <laughs> Some men got a pussy for a dick. That's true. We're going to find the fuck out about that later. <laughs> Maybe we're... Are we talking quiet? You're quiet, for sure. I'm always quiet. Yeah. You never think about fixing that since we've been doing a fucking podcast I can't, over here? I can't go louder than this, man. You can. You're loud as shit. You're like one of the loudest people of all time. It just weirds me out, man, because maybe it's like I don't want people to know that I could probably suck a dick good. I don't see how they correlate, but I feel like everyone knows that. I could scream into the head of a dick. <laughs> make, make somebody bust with sonic vibrations. You're like the Banshee from X-Men. But you're the you're the Banshee from Sex-Men. You just, ah! and everyone in the room busts. Yeah. Well, That would rock, dude. Oh man! If I can make people come just by yelling, yeah, you know what kind of? What if I could just call you at like two a.m. Yeah, like hey man, just do it. <laughs> my wife be asleep next to me, and she be like, pow. She comes through. Yeah, and everyone comes. She went, now nah, I don't like being woke up, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, yeah. Shitty abusive father. For the first seven years of Murray's life, his dad wasn't even around. That sucks, too. Like, your dad's not around, then he comes, and then he's a fucking asshole. It's like, just go back, dude. <laughs> I wanted a dad, but now I don't. Yep. Uh, he'd be good. The first fights that he would get in were against his father. Notably, an incident recalled from his neighbor. His father went to hit Lee. Lee snapped, turning around and knocked his dad clean out. Once he realized he could take a bigger man down like that, I think that's what changed Lee into the man he is now, a thug. Lee later left home for fear of staying would leave either he or his father dead. So he started attending the Eaglesfield Boys School, was quickly found to be unmanageable, leading to expulsion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, rocks, dude. Yeah, I, I deal with so many kids that are like that where it's like they're not sociopaths or psychopaths they just like to fucking fight you know and there's no real outlet for that except for a gym right so then people they they label them as bad kids it's like no man like these are the motherfuckers like before you had jobs and all that shit and there was like this thing yeah they're the people that just like whooped your fucking ass and took your women yeah you know and that's redirect them yeah so uh they just don't know about gyms the luck. The cool thing is, is uh, the person that's head of the shelter now. Yeah, um, he gets that, and so he'll call me and go, "Hey, you know, do you got a place for this kid to go?" And so I'll, you know, send him somewhere and be like, "Yo, they they need this shit." They I wish d- we could go to a shelter where you gave me head. I can't give you head. You can't at a shelter. Yeah, uh, if you're 18 and over. <laughs> All right, dude, I am. Okay, sign me up. If I sucked your dick, man, we'd be married. You'd come. 
<laughs> That's all it takes to get married with you. I actually believe that. <laughs> like, I, I mean, you know, you've been married in like two months twice. No, man, three years. And I'm almost on. Uh, no, I mean, you've been married to someone within like a two month period twice. No, the first one was a week. <laughs> um, excuse me. A prime example, though, man. I'm crazy. That is true. You know, so I mean, you, you just got to we, we don't really uh, pander to people like that, man. That's the thing is we've tried to erase uh, it, I, people will call extreme masculinity or toxic masculinity, but it's also in women, too. There's, nah, there's toxic masculinity is when you're just like a shithead, like grabbing yeah, yeah, yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like grabbing ass and be like, hey, toots. Come over here and sit on my Corvair. We're yeah. going to the hop later. <laughs> my thing is, like, with that even is when they so say... You want to listen to the Necromantics? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, even with that, man, we have... There's women that are fucking harder than dudes are, and it doesn't have anything to do with ma- no. masculinity. No. <laughs> are you no. saying that there's not women that could just beat the fucking brakes off of a dude? No. No. <laughs> no. Are you serious right now? <laughs> fuck yeah, I'm serious, dude. Come on. Uh, I think you're wrong, man. I know I'm not. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just saying that uh, we there's there's just a way different way that people's brains work. We can't do it. Would you lose a fight to a woman? Yeah, but I'm not one of those. You know what I'm saying? One of what? One of the weak-ass bitches, men-wise. Yeah. There's some women out there that fuck a dude up. Well, some dudes. Yeah, but not a, not a real dude. Not exactly, but there's not many of those. You think so? I don't think so. I don't. I think there's a lot of fucking. Are we gonna be like a men's rights? <laughs> no, no, right no, no, no. I'm not, not even that, man. Not even that. But like, listen up, pussies. You know, is there a librarian out there that could probably beat the fuck out of a woman right now? Probably not. Yeah, for sure. Dude. Back in the 1940s. Yep. No, the average man. Could stomp the average woman. That's what I'm. I'm talking about average people and okay. unaverage people. There's unaverage across the board. The average man could stomp the unaverage woman. Man, don't back yourself up in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could fight my way out. There's not a woman alive. <laughs> not oh, one, you're dude. right. You're right. Not you're three right. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That's different. You're right. You're right. You're not wrong. That's a corner I want to be backed up in, brother. Yeah, but that's uh, you're making my point though. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying there's some soft motherfuckers out there. That's true. There you go. And it don't matter what sex they are. There's. They're soft all around, but sure. they're also hard all around. Yeah, and right, and that and that does bother people. Hey, my mom beat the fuck out of five cops before they got her in the back of a car. Yeah. And she's hard. She's crazy. With nice tits. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky enough. I don't, be- I don't believe that your mom has nice cans, you know what I mean? Like well, She's such a weird shape. All I'm telling you is I suck milk out of those boys, but, you know, yeah. if you didn't like, what was coming at like <laughs> here's the thing man it, <laughs> if you take a regular fucking chocolate milk yeah <laughs> yeah and then you take a yoohoo yeah what do you think the kids are gonna suck it out of a titty or well, chocolate or a yoohoo because it's got the marketing behind it oh i had the marketing behind hers <laughs> tits, dude. yeah sure man i'm strong man because of her 
Not because of the things she taught me, but because of the milk she gave me. <laughs> yeah, and it's just still <laughs> coursing through your veins. Yeah, man, just That's like, because there was crack in her milk. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's certified. Crack and meth and heroin and all that shit. That's liquor. why you got strong, dude. Yeah. Well, Murray was living on the streets, still trying to go to school. He was stealing, drug dealing, selling crack. He had a gang called the Butt Marsh Boys. <laughs> the Butt Marsh Boys. <laughs> Don't get stuck with the butt marsh. Yeah. Oh, you want to fuck around, Dad? Come on down to the butt marsh. Crap. Eh, put your waders on because you're knee deep in butt marsh territory. Butt marsh. The butt marsh has got a lot of gators in it. Crap. <laughs> I would put my gator in a butt marsh, dude. <laughs> you have. <laughs> they were allegedly in daily contact with Nigerian drug dealers who operated at a local fucking transient house. Nigerian drug dealers. Mm-hmm. Hey, buddy. No, that's, that's more like Indian. Wait, oh, <laughs> I can't think. I'm trying to think of what the people on the air up there sounded like. I don't know, but just skip it. Oh, you don't like that? <laughs> <laughs> people get scammed by Nigerians, dude. They got no sympathy. <laughs> An eventual turf war broke out. Just imagine if you're just trying to have a gang and then the Butt Marsh Boys come along and fuck it all up, dude. Oh, man. This was our corner. This where we peddled the drugs. This where we stole. And then all of a sudden we got trapped in quicksand in the Butt Marsh. Whew. Don't lose no battles. <laughs> uh, Murray and his friends emerged victoriously, obviously. And then they inherited the entire local drug trade. He would eventually be pinched for possession of cocaine and weed, which helped him gain a little notoriety as a drug dealer, and that made him become the head of a network of drug runners. This is always, you know that show Gangland? Yeah. It, like, that always seems so ridiculous, but it's always a story. It's like, and then... He was arrested for possession of cocaine and marijuana by the time... He was released from the penitentiary. He came out the leader of the gang. Like, don't you want your leader to be the guy that didn't get caught? Yeah. Don't you want the person in charge of the operation, the one that got away with it? What's so weird is they did that with FSU. Oh, that's right. And it was like, no, man, come on. That was ridiculous. Those are not smart people. I don't know, man. That racketeering thing was pretty fucking... Yeah. Did you know about that? What was it? Well, that dude, Nathan Elgin James, and a couple of other guys went to prison for racketeering because what they were doing is that they were embezzling pop punk bands. And what racketeering is, just old school mafia shit where they'd be like, hey, you want to fucking go on tour? Well, you don't want to get fucking beat up every city you goes to, right? So you're going to need security. And they're like, the pop punk bands, you know, they're like, oh, we don't get beat up ever. Like, yeah, but you can fucking go on tour. Unless you hire us for security. They were taking like 10% <laughs> from fucking bands. Yeah, I mean, that's not that big a deal. It's like we're in a strip club. It's if a big deal. It's highly illegal. Yeah, yeah, I got you. No, but. but no, no, no. At a strip club, you're legitimately protection, right? Yeah. Like there's guys there that will grab a tit. But what I'm saying. Until that those that girls that don't that pay a- you 10%. That, of course, you're not... But So then you're going to grab their tit? No, no, no. What I'm saying is well, a girl, that's, that's, if a girl didn't tip me out the other night, 
I didn't walk her ass. Get raped. That's I fine. I didn't That's walk good. her ass out to you're her You're a good car. man. But what, what I'm saying is... Try to make a living. These people would not... But what you're failing to connect the pain to the brain here uh-huh. is that FSU would be the people that would beat them up if they didn't pay yeah, them the money. Yeah, no, no, I get that. Yeah, that's racketeering. Okay. So they're like, if you don't pay us 10% from every show's final profit, we're going to beat you up. And in exchange for the 10%, we'll make sure you don't get beat up by us. <laughs> but it's so funny that they're embezzling pop punk bands. It was like four years strong. Yeah. And fucking... Um, Wonder years. Yeah, shit like that. It was yeah. like, oh, they're putting the squeeze on us. <laughs> but yeah, that dude, Nathan Ellis James, went to prison for a minute. But to be fair, terrible country. To be fair, if you do work at a strip club and you're secure, you know what I'm talking about. And they got to tip you. But some of the girls don't do that. Oh well, you're on your own then. Yeah, but it it doesn't have anything to do with that because they're on their own, and some of them can handle their shit. Well, yeah, you already went on a pro woman fighting rant. Man, I had one. I was like, "Yo, you didn't like. I'm gonna walk you out to your car regardless." It's like, "No thanks, fucking idiot." But. No thanks, buddy. We, I did have two guys try to pull up and try to kidnap this girl, right? And I was like, "Oh fuck!" And she was she was like trying to get in her car. She was John Wick. Man, that that motherfucker had uh, two knives out in her hand. She had some switchblades, and she's ready to go. She's a blade master. Pretty much, man. Hell yeah, dude. She's a Motley Crew. She fucking, was Sonya uh, from Mortal Kombat. Hoi hoi. She got the looks that kill, but not really because she's huge. Oh yeah, she just had them tucked in her rolls. She probably had one knife tucked under each titty. She had a long neck. Uh, that's weird for a big. She's giraffe. But big. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because giraffes are lean. Yeah. It was weird. It was kind of like a cow body with a long neck. Well, her face was just trying to get away from her body. Yep. And she drove like a fucking uh, uh, 1999 Mustang. We need to go to that strip club sometime. I know it's wild. I've never been. It is wild. Yeah. Hey, it's like the, the bottom of the barrel. It's man, it's a rough time. Yeah, I want to go. The, the, some of those girls will stab you. Hell yeah. They, I mean, there's been that's what gets me articles hot. upon uh, in local newspapers about. I mean, shit like uh, a fight broke out one time with a girl, and she fucking straight up fucking put a knife on a table and was like, "I'm gonna cut you." And then she tried. I like to hurt. And then uh, they have managers that are the bartenders there, which because it's BYOB, so you just basically have to get ice. Yeah, or like soda. Yeah, yeah. So she threw ice on on her, and the girl fucking like didn't double leg her, but she tackled her before she get her hand on the knife, and then stabs. I pulled her underwear, both her asses, and they stood up. You gave him a wedge. Yeah, bad. You hit him with that wedge salad. One of them was too wild, so I just threw her ass out. They brought the and blue cheese, the and you brought the wedge. Yeah, boy, I did too, man. <laughs> and the other one that wasn't that wild was like, yeah, you're you're legit mad, and I get that. So you need to go get your shit, and I'll make sure she gets to her car. And I'll take her shit up to her, you know? People don't understand how well a wedgie works to prevent further violence. It doesn't have anything to do with the butthole. It has to do with the, the area between the uh, genitals the and, the, yeah. and the butthole. I mean, it's just like, dude. It's just weird. You just tiptoe. I've done that bouncing so much. It's like if the, guy, if the guy's about to fight another guy and they're like trying to square off with each other. Yeah. And you try to get the guy's attention away and he refuses to look at you. Like he's focused on the other guy. And you're like, hey, you guys aren't going to fight. And he's still being an asshole. Yeah. You just yank that underwear. Dude, nothing else in the world matters. It, or, you it know, black, it's just tunnel vision. 
Yeah. On your asshole taint and balls. Yeah, it'll get you going outside. Another thing is a Sharpie. I used to take a Sharpie and put it up their gooch and make them walk outside. Why? I'd pull their underwear up their ass and put the gooch, put it, put their gooch under control with a Sharpie, man. Just walk them out because it's all pointed. Think about it, man. If you, you did that, yeah, fuck yeah. Is that what they call them, Sharpies? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. If you bounce, if, you, if Sharpie's a good idea to carry in your pocket because you can no, dude, put it up in that soft spot. Sharpie, dude. You put a sh- that Sharpie up there because it's yeah. embarrassing as fuck when they're like, "You got something in my." They think it's a gun or something, and then you pull it. Like, no, it's a Sharpie. Like they're they're gonna be like, "Man, I can't believe you did that." Because, but it will make you move. You're the taller fuck than everyone down. else. How did you you like got what? I don't tippy toed. If I'm flat footed <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure. walking, somebody gets on their tippy toe. They're taller, right? I don't believe any of this. I don't give a shit. I'm just telling you. It works. (laughs) All right, man. It works. I'm sure the gooch pressure would motivate somebody, but like, what type of fucking Steven Seagal bullshit are you talking about? It's just stupid shit. Right. It's just all pointed because of the fucking Did you learn that in ninjutsu? Nope. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You did. I just saw the fucking way it points up, man. The oh, you cap? came up with that yourself? Yep. Make a, make a fucking fight video. Let's do it. Self-defense. <laughs> you, use the gooch against them. Yeah. Buddy Lloyd self-defense techniques. I'm saying, somebody don't know how to fight, and you put that up in their fucking gooch, it's done, dude. They're not doing nothing. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it sucks. Jesus Christ. Because I tested it out Can on myself. Can someone make this shirt, please? You tested it out yourself? Yeah, I mean, I poked it myself. We'll make a video. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of people that can fight, all right, Mm -hmm. let's get back to Lee Murray. He would eventually become the leader of the fucking Butt Marsh Boys. He was jailed again and sent to Fellum Young Offenders Institution. He emerged with the passion... Of lifting weights and frequently attending the gym. That's a great passion to have. Let me tell you something right now, brother. He and his crew were soon using steroids and spending their drug money on flashy cars. Police became wary of his gang and slowly began picking the gang apart on drug offenses, leading Murray to bail and get married to his girlfriend, Slobean. (laughs) Slobean? I want a lover with a slow bean. Nobody does. I want her to give that bean a rub. I want a lover that can take her time. Turn that bean into chili for us. What is the song you made that from? Slow hand, dude. Slow hand? I want a lover with a slow... Or she wants a lover. From a slow hand? It's Conway Twitty, man. I like a Conway. She won't a lover. I th- or Joe. I think it's Conway Twitty. He's got a slow hand because he's retarded. He does. <laughs> like, damn, your hand's slow. He's like, well, baby, I'm retarded as hell. You think that's why deaf people think, or well, people think deaf people are retarded? Well, they think deaf people are retarded because they're like, bah! well, I think maybe bah! if he had a slow bah! hand, he does it like get that old fucking. Tightness to it where it makes a fucking uh, uh, sign language. Yeah. Dude, deaf people fucking is the funniest thing. Hey, we're going to do that at some point. <laughs> being, being tone deaf is cool. Just deaf deaf. Yeah, if I didn't have to hear nobody say shit, fuck, man. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, that would kind of rock. And just sit on my couch and just go figure it the fuck out. Flick beans. I fucking pull my fucking. And that's when, <laughs> that's when, that's when we started trying to pursue a career in MMA. Dodged arrest and was introduced to MMA. Competed in his first fight on December fifth, nineteen ninety nine. Way back at an event called Millennial Brawl, held at Himmel Hampstead Pavilion. He knocked his opponent out in the first round, which earned him the next nickname of Lightning. Oh. And that opened him a door to the professional fighting world. Along with just starting training, he was scheming with a pair of brothers to raid a warehouse at Gatwick Airport to steal a million euros in foreign currency. Well, then it wouldn't be euros then, would it, friends? Hmm. I already have enough time with American math. Yeah, that's true. You don't need a foreign language muddling your math up. <laughs> Fuck that. Like, damn, these numbers look all different. <laughs> I can read in English, but I can't speak it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they were caught, not him, but the brothers, planning the crime, not even doing the crime. I don't even know how you get to that level of stupidity where you're planning to do a crime and you get caught. So he focused more on training than doing crime. Bunch of fights got picked up by the UFC. And you got to think this is way back, nine, then like 2000, 2001. He fought several notable matches against UFC legends, including Anderson the Spider Silva. He kept his nose clean during the time, just focusing on training because he was making pretty good money considering in the UFC. He had 12 fights in the UFC, 8 wins, 4 by knockout, 4 by submission, 2 losses, 1 draw, and 1 no contest. That's a bad motherfucker. Lee Murray was actually a really good fighter. Yeah, he I mean, was. no bullshit. Yeah. And especially, it's one of those stories where he, he did get into a good gym, right? Like, that could easily be skipped over. He was a thug for sure. What gym was he at? I don't fucking know, man. Okay. I don't know okay. anything about England. Oh, do you? If I told you, would you know? Man, I don't know anything. Just say no, because that's the truth about America. Exactly. A gym that was good, and he was good. Naturally gifted, athletic. Obviously, had no aversion to violence, mm-hmm. and that does help. People oh, don't like yeah. to people don't like to acknowledge that, but there is a certain, and that's what you know. Not that I was ever very good at combat sports, but. A terrible upbringing where you've already been introduced to violence takes away a lot of the fear. It really does. A lot of the fear of violence, which doesn't necessarily make you confident, but it does alleviate a lot of the nerves that I feel like a lot of people get when going into a a controlled violent scenario. Yeah, a prime example is uh, uh, Wad Ishmael. His uh, jungle fight promotion. A lot of those guys are street street guys from Brazil and some of the worst towns. And those are some of the most amazing fucking fights. It's just fucking dudes just going after it. It's not technical, but it is. Some of them are just fucking bloody, man. You know, and it's it's because those people are not afraid of violence. Volley Ishmael rocks. Yes, it was like back, but way before the UFC. In Brazil, when they were doing Valley Tudo, no holds barred fights, no rules. 
few people would take on members of the Gracie family. Valid had been training just as long as like the younger generation of Hoist Hicks, and he wanted to fight any of them that he could, and he made a hilarious fucking call out video oh yeah man he would fight anybody he's still crazy as fuck oh yeah well he's, he's mentally for sure gone yeah i mean he's uh he's under carlson gracie jr so i mean he's just a fucking uh he's a maniac all those fighters are maniacs yeah from that time period i mean but if you want to see something hilarious just look up like valid ishmael calls out hoist gracie yeah in the video he's like hoist is you pussy is you cock faggot Yep. I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, man, he will. <laughs> it's a hilarious battle. He puts him to sleep. Yeah. Quick. Yeah, I mean, the, choke. there's a there's a great documentary on Amazon right now. That, if you just type in Jungle Fight, it's narrated by Ice-T. But it is Hell yeah. fucking Ice-T wild, rocks so man. Hard, dude. It is... It, Ice-T is the greatest human being of all time. The fights they show aren't that wild, but, dude, just the fucking, like, interviews with Wad Ishmael, or like, really? they're like, oh, you know, he's uh, he's different now because he's not like this, and then you just see him, no, how he interacts with people. Different. He's fucking crazy, man. He's a psychopath. I, t- I tell you, when you do jujitsu, but you're a bitch, it's no different than when you're hard. That's what he says. Okay. What does that mean? Nothing. Exactly. It means that he's deranged. He doesn't get it, man. It's just the English language is hard for him. But fighting? Oh, no. It's the only thing he understands. It's always made for. Like when you look at somebody and go, is this a sociopath, a a psychopath, or is this a fighter? Like He's a fighter. He's all three of those. He's a nut, dude. (laughs) He's a nut. Anywho. Uh, yeah, that rocks. That do rock. Ice T rocks. Ice T is seriously the greatest human being of all time. Yeah. Like, no, no lie. He was a fucking army ranger. While he was an army ranger, he became a pimp. Yeah. Literal army ranger. It's not an exaggeration. You can look it up. Because I heard him tell his life story. And it seems bananas, but it's was all he a facts. blood or a crit? Blood. Okay. Pimped women to military men on an army base in Hawaii. Genius plan. Got out. Start robbing jewelry stores. Explains how he robbed jewelry stores, motorcycles, and you go backwards down one-way streets. Genius. Yeah. A true criminal, a true American hero. Ice T man. Yeah, body count's good, dude. It is actually pretty good. It's the really lyrics good. are hilarious. The fucking uh, suicidal cover, the updated version. Institutionalized. Institutionalized. Where he's like, you know... What is he, 60, probably? He's pushing it, yeah. Almost as old as Jerry, and he is complaining about not being able to log into his email? No, I think it's his Xbox. Xbox Live Thanks account. for correcting me. I watched sure. it, man. He I calls like him. They want his email, but he can't log into it. I've heard it. Okay. I said I can't get it. my password. Anyway, oh yeah, the best is the vegan part where he's like, uh, yeah, he's yeah. like, but man, ham will kill you. The only way pork will kill me is if you literally make it into a bullet. But I might kill you if you don't shut the fuck up. Yep. Old man shit. Love it. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. But uh, Ice T rocks, dude. He does. That fucking newer record where he's like, People want to know how this shit got started. It's like we took the punk sensibility, people who brought the street gangster shit into heavy music of suicidal, 
the dark doom from Black Sabbath who pretty much invented heavy metal. The speed and precision from one of my favorite groups and always will be Slayer. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand that shit. Yeah, sure, man. <laughs> You're both retarded. Uh... <laughs> How's I see the greatest and also retarded? No, I mean, he's just an old man, dude. He's like old. <laughs> That's yeah, all. Yeah, he gets it. But you're dumb. You're like old level dumb. You know what I mean? You're simple. So I'm smart. Has anyone ever said that to you? Yeah, but I don't think I'm like a. Was it a kid? <laughs> no, 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 you're no. smart, buddy. <laughs> and your eyebrows look good too. I don't think I'm a. I don't think I'm a uh, smart. That's like a like just all around smart. Like I think I'm like a. That's like my, our, our buddy Mark says. He's like I'm a one percent genius, man. Okay, yeah, sure. You're smart one percent of the time. You're right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that truly does. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Sing me a song. <laughs> anyway, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking funny to me. Uh, yeah, this is a bad motherfucker. Uh, like I was saying, witnesses claim Murray. And this is story is corroborated, but you know, Tito's kind of irrelevant. But this was like a big deal at the time because Tito was the USC light heavyweight champ. And they got into this little scrape outside of a nightclub in London after UFC 38. That's how far back it was, July of 2002. Supposedly, Murray actually started the fight. Murray says he knocked Tito out cold. Bystanders claim he wasn't unconscious, but definitely got the shit beat out of him. September 28, 2005, Murray was hospitalized after being stabbed at the birthday party of British model Lauren Pulp. But that's what happens when you're involved in, in violence like that. Yeah. It's only so long. You can only beat people up and be a bully for so long. Yep. Until someone shoots you, stabs you. But, you know, the the, the true test is uh, do you stop being a fucking asshole? Oh, he absolutely just doubles down. Yeah. And then he only went to the hospital because his lung got punctured and he had a severed artery. He literally... Tried to put it off for as long as he could until he passed out and someone took him to the hospital. Hard. Barely made it out alive. Fucking hard. June 25th, 2006, Murray was arrested at a shopping center in Rabat for suspected involvement in the security, in the Securitas, which is, that's a fucking national brand. We So we have it over here, just like the armed car type of shit, Securitas. He robbed the Securitas Depot robbery, which was actually the largest cash robbery in British history. It took place on the evening of February 21st, 2006, where several men abducted and threatened the family of the manager. They tied up 14 staff members. That's a lot of people to manage. Yeah. And stole 53 million euros in Tunbridge, Kent. Moroccan police said that they had to use specialist techniques to arrest the suspects because they were specialists in martial arts and firearms. And that's got to be so scary as a cop, dude. Hell yeah. Like, somebody that's in the gang. Just a guy that's involved. Just one of them. Yep. Is in the fucking UFC. And he's also in a gang. You don't want any part of that. Nope. I can tell you right now, if you're at least just a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, you could pretty much fuck a cop up. 
Yeah. I mean, you can fuck most anybody up, depending. I mean, there's some soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, you, if, you're, if you're a blue belt and you have, like, some grit, yeah. you're not afraid to, like, get into it, yeah, you can fuck most people up. But let alone being, like, a, a top 10 UFC fighter. Yeah. At the time. I mean, shit, a lot of the guys on UFC are at least, like, blue or purple belts, and they're just... They're just mentally different, you know, and also just uh, gifted athletically, you know. John Jones is a prime example. Of thanks, that. thanks, buddy. I'm just saying. Well, you know, but you don't know. Uh-huh. The manager of the depot, Colin Dixon, was abducted by a, while driving his silver Nissan. He got pulled over by a man in a cop outfit and blue lights on top of their car, was restrained in the back of the cop car. As this was taking place, the manager's wife and eight-year-old son were being held hostage at their home. After they answered the door to men dressed as cops, who falsely informed them that the manager had been in an accident. They were driven to the farm at which the manager was being held, where he was told at gunpoint failure to corroborate would put his family in danger. The depot manager... His wife and son were taken to the Securitas Depot in Tunbridge around 1 a.m., traveling in a plain white van being held at gunpoint. At the depot, 14 members of staff were bound by robbers armed with handguns, shotguns, a scorpion, and an AK-47, all while wearing balaclavas, which are just fucking ski masks, I guess. Yeah. Those are those BDSM. It sounds so close to baklava yeah. that I got excited. Yeah. You got, y'all boys wearing baklavas, I would just eat it right off of you. I think that's why people like to get fucked with people with baklavas on. Yeah, because that that's, that's one of the best foods. It really is. Just honey, sugar, nuts. It takes a long time to make. Puff pastry. God. Precision. I'm getting hot. But the, the, this is a very professional operation. Yeah. It's like not a simple bank heist. You're going to the people who are in charge of the security. Yeah. And you've done enough homework to find the manager, find out what his hours are like, where he lives, who his family are, kidnap him, kidnap his family, show him his family, present the real consequences to get it done. I mean, it's like some shit that Quentin Tarantino couldn't even write the right way. Man, you know, I was sitting there thinking, you know, when you was a kid and you figured out what jacking was, but you had to pee right afterwards? Yeah. And you can pretty much make honey with your dick that, that uh, pe- right, buddy. peanut. <laughs> you can make a cocklava. You just get some phyllo dough and a little bit of that pea and nut mixed together. And it just drips down like a honey. I hate you. Hey, man, I'm just saying. Robbery came to an end about 2.45 a.m., the staff, along with Dixon and his wife and son, were left locked in the cash cages. One member of the staff had a key to the cages and was able to free others and managed to raise the alarm. Police found the staff bound as well as the family, but they all had no physical harm, which is nice. If you're going to capture a family, good of you to not cause them any harm. Kent police said they had been tracking Murray for several months and would be seeking his extradition from Morocco. He had been charged with possession of hard drugs, and also 30 people were being arrested for the bank operation. Which, I mean, that makes sense, because you gotta have a giant crew to hold 14 fucking people hostage. That is a tremendous amount of work. 
It's like you see movies where people go into a bank with a gun and they get people on the ground, tie them up. But that many, it's always very unfucking probable because you got to figure one out of every four people has got a strong willed fucking personality and they're not just going to lay down and get tied up. So for every, I mean, just the odds are good, the way against you. So when you hear about, or it's a fiction, you know, one or two people doing a bank robbery where they had to tie up tons of people, 30 people tying up 14 people makes sense. Can you hold this down while I piss too? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was listening, man, but you know, um. Yeah, I was just thinking about robberies, like the the enough to, like mindset to be able to build your brain up to go fuck it. I'm gonna do this shit and think that you're gonna get away with it is fucking nuts to me, man. That's what a lot of fucking nuts you gotta have. Um, like when you watch fucking Point Break, and those dudes just dress up like old presidents and. And do that. It's like there was like a meaning behind that movie, because that's pretty much what is happening. You know, is is the the fucking higher ups are stealing your fucking shit, and you just don't have anything anymore. That's cool, I guess. But uh, old Patrick Swayze, man, just fucking uh, doing karate, jumping out of the fucking planes, and fucking up your sloppy Joe session with a uh, with a a bunch of cops is uh is pretty cool. I don't know, man. This guy's hard as fuck. Getting stabbed and then going to the ER and then, you know, like waiting the last second because you didn't really want to go to the ER, but somebody took you there so you would live. There's something going on. This is definitely, uh, it verges on the, the line of psychopathy and and uh, psychopathy. So you really don't have any regard for human life um, at this point. So what what do you do when, when this is... The only thing you, you're you're just a wild boy, man. This is some Conan the Barbarian shit. You're stealing shit from fucking rich people. You know? Do you do you lose your job if you get fucking bank robbed? I mean, who knows? You know? I don't know. That door does not want to close. No, it does not. The door does not want to close. I don't know. You like I went to Point Break. Yeah, the the point has been broken. Go ahead and talk yeah. into that. Did you would die a bitter death. Yeah. <laughs> <You just, laughs> I got to start pausing this when I go piss. What do you mean? You probably said uh, 20 times. Nah, man, like five. Yeah. Nah, dude. <laughs> I was trying to count. I lost it at six. But you should have concentrated on pissing. That's what happened. It took over. <laughs> so if I say, oh, well, you're coming, you could come harder? Probably, dude. I could probably blast one. I can't wait. I'll make you a tape. Dredges my nerves. Um, uh, um. I'll make you a mix and send it to you. The uh mix. That shit was hilarious when I, <laughs> I was over there and you're like, point break. Um, uh, uh, it's got a you know, uh, deeper meaning you because know, uh, they're taking it from you. <laughs> Boy, they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Financial yeah. rape and also just physical rape. You know, yeah, presidents rape everybody. Yeah. We've seen it. I mean, it's a reality. What yeah. a fucking... Did you ever think... Did you ever fucking imagine that not only would Alex Jones, David Icke, and Pizzagate be real and correct, mm -hmm. but that it would just be out in the open like this? Everyone knows who Jeffrey Epstein is now. Yep. 
But it's I, going. It's already gone away. I was sitting at a CC's Pizza about four days ago. Is that true? Yeah. You shouldn't be there, dude. And there was a Fox News. I thought you were fucking on a diet, bro. I was, man. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> I went out for a day. But they were like, did Jeffrey Epstein die on his own hand? Like Fox News is talking about. That's just so weird about. The no, it's bonkers. Right wing shit is like what all a of a sudden it's fucking, it's fucking conspiracy city, man. It's just weird. But, you know. Whatever it takes, I guess. I guess, you know. Well, it's like no one really fucking cares. And that's what you kind of knew all along. Okay, so we have a guy. And 100% fact, he's intelligence. He's an intelligence asset. He's either working for the Mossad or working for the CIA or both. And then he gets pinched for this shit that he's been getting away with. That's surprising enough. And then they're going to uncover all this shit. And we're, the whole time we're go- joking around like he's going to die. There's no way he makes the trial. And then yeah. sure enough. And then it's just all in the fucking open. And it, it, it's, it should be every minute of every day on television should be a 100% focused on digging everything up on Little St. James Island. Going through his... Sh- there should be nothing else talked about. Nothing else matters. Doesn't matter what President Trump is tweeting right now. Doesn't fucking matter what mass shootings there are. Nothing matters more than this. Yeah. Because you have a man linked to intelligence agencies, linked to 100% fact, not only pedophilia, but coercion of minors into sex traffic. Yeah. I mean, that's what he did. And there's no, there's not even a debate anymore. Like, they're talking about it on NPR. Yeah. And there's still other things to talk about. There's nothing else to talk about. No. It's just a good classic example. Like, we always say, nothing matters. Yeah. Nothing will ever change. Nothing will get fixed. It doesn't matter what people know. They don't care. They don't give a shit. There's still fucking people care about the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Today. Yep. To make a reality show about Epstein. What are we doing? Goes back to Point Break. That's true. I mean, you know, it, it, it is that way because uh, if you had to look at things the way they are over time, where it's been brought up more than fucking. 10 occasions that this guy was doing this shit and then all of a sudden it's uh well you know he was doing that on the side but you know he were, he was smart enough to be in here with us but he didn't do that for us like it, it's just stupid to me and then you look at the long list of people that have been executed before trial for the Clintons which is fucking nuts it's, it's crazy because you know that one I, I'm not going to say 100% because I'm not going to I'm not going to get killed. Vince, uh, Vince Staples? Mm-hmm. I know who that is. Is that, that's his name? Staples? Yep. The dude that fucking shot himself twice in the head? Yeah. With a note that said, Bill Clinton killed me in Washington, D.C.? Yeah. It's like, where, I mean, where does it end? It doesn't. It doesn't end. So it's like, what? what it, it comes out in the open 
the worst possible thing. A fucking pedophilia ring a, that is connected to a lot of the most powerful people in America. Steve Jobs. Yep. Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. The fucking retard that knows about the stars. Yeah. Matt Groening, the guy that drew The Simpsons. Yep. Jimmy Buffett. Mm-hmm. Chris Tucker. Do you understand that I fuck kids on a plane? It's just... Why the fuck could it come out in the open and anything else go on? Well, yeah, because it because it still borders that conspiracy thing. Because whenever you, whenever me and you got into conspiracies, it was the 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 whole idea was that they get they control the uh, oh fuck what's it called? Well, they control the political spectrum. They control movies and entertainment, whether it's music, comedy, all that shit. Yeah. Well, now you're talking about some some deep deep the, shit, which is like like I talked myself <laughs> out of a lot of that stuff. Yeah, but then now it's, it's like, real. man, okay, so so why are we still talking about this in 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 a world where uh, uh, where feminism, extreme feminism, is the same thing? Where it kind of cuts into the Ford Foundation, did all these things to make make sure that the women. Feel like they're important enough to get a job. They are important. They're important. No, they're garbage. They are important. <laughs> but then you have to look at all these crazy conspiracy theories and and dive into them and go, is this real? Is this not real? Some of it's not. Yeah, conspiracies are real. But I mean, it's not a conspiracy anymore. No, oh it's no, not. it's a conspiracy. It's not a theory. It's a fact. It's a fact. I mean, it, behind, like right in our fucking close, right in front of us. I can tell you right now, because. My wife has a job, and she works more than I do. And then I also work, too, and I have to have enough time with my stepkids to make sure that their homework's done, dinner's done, all that shit. But, then, but she doesn't spend enough time with her kids because of, because of the way the system's set up. It's like if we didn't have that, then we couldn't make it, period. And I'm not saying in any What's that to do with Jeffrey Epstein? Well... Because he's Jewish. <laughs> I'm just well, kidding. that's true. <laughs> I, you know, but stop we, slamming the table, man. We we're not you're uh, just having a bad life right now. Dude. Yeah, 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 unfolding it. I'm unfolding the chairs <laughs> and tuck it back in, dude. I, I don't <laughs> think it is. I, I'm not necessarily saying it's that, you know. But it's like we're, we're seeing like a, a severe decline in mental health because everybody's on meds now, and there's shootings oh, and all this well, shit. We're just a resource for the elite. Yeah. We're just a we're a number, we're a, we're of like, if like let's say that you're let's say you're a manager uh-huh. of a Denny's. You've been doing it for five years. Mm-hmm. At some point in those five years, all the people that work with you, you've seen people come and go. You've wow. seen some stay. You're the manager. You answer to someone else. But you're also in charge of the people that work for you. You have to put the schedule together. You have to count the money. So if anything's missing, you're accountable. So you have to find out where it went. In all that process, the people that you may have been friends with or the people that you normally would consider yourself friends with, a divide happens because at some point, those people just become your job. Your job is managing those people along with the rest of the restaurant. So when that division happens and you're a normal person, you're not making that much money, but enough 
to let you feel comfortable with looking at the people that are doing a job just as hard as yours in a little bit different circumstances than you. Because you probably started out doing what they do. Yeah. And just stayed there longer and became a manager. But they become a commodity to you. They become, okay, I'm in charge. I need this many people to work each shift. I need to make sure they all give me all their money. As long as that happens, my job is fine. So those people become a means to an end. They're no longer people. They're now your job. You don't care about them as humans. You need them to get your job done. Yeah. And that echoes out into the highest levels. So the richest of the rich, the the highest amount of money that you could never imagine, everyone has become simply a commodity to them. Every job, every corporation, every transaction, all they're trying to do is play a game where they just get more money. They don't need money. They've got all the money. But now it's a point of pride. It's a continuation. It's a cycle. They want more and more and more so that they can be the best. They're competitive with the rest of the ultra-rich. And so they've, they, they take over and they start using people just like you would if you fucking were in the in a, the water industry and you sold water to people. Yeah. People are now your water. You sell people. And once you start selling people, you're disconnected from the fact that they're human beings. So it doesn't matter what happens to anyone underneath you. It doesn't matter if their lives are comfortable. It does it, It's actually better for you. If the, the lower class has a hard life, the more they're going to do, the more unhappy they are, it's just like the marketing shit we've been talking about. You want to elicit an emotional response. They'll spend money, and because they spend money, they need to make more money so you can use them to get more of your shit yep. done. Can you stop rubbing your face on the microphone? No. You need I, to. I love it. Well, don't. Uh, yeah, a prime example is when you watch uh, The Wonder Years. You know, whenever fucking Kevin goes, hey, what does dad do for a living? And then he's, they ask questions. Nobody has any answers. Then, like, then finally, dad. Well, Kevin, I fuck him in. That, well, he goes, you could just come to my job. And so he goes, I'll write a note for school. And he does, and he figures out why his dad's always pissed off all the time when he gets home and doesn't want to talk to anybody and watch TV all day. And then, but mom's a stay-at-home mom, and this is right whenever, whenever uh, the war was going on, you know, and so they're like, oh, you know, there's a draft and there's all this shit and, and everything. And this is, you, you could comfortably make a living and send all your kids to college and get an education. Sure. Now you can't do that. I see what you're saying. Now you can't do that. True. Because the the level the the cost of living has gone up. The market has gone up. You have to buy all these things. You have to do this. So it's like Well, by by design. Yeah. Because originally originally the design for the highest level, the highest level the the, the 1% was to take the 99% give them the American dream. Two kids Two cars, a chicken in every pot. Yeah. But uh, you would have to work your ass off. One parent. Yeah. Mom stays home. Dad goes to work. That was the ideal. But it didn't matter what your job was. Yes, you could make a comfortable living in almost any full-time job. That changed when things started to become more commercialized. The reason things, I mean, more mass produced, more wide scale, more convenience foods, 
uh, more quick fix products, higher sales of alcohol, higher sales of tobacco, like more uh, chemically infused, commercially produced cigarettes, shit like that, where you just make a nation of fiends. Yeah. And they, you just always have to make people want more because once people obtain the goals of having a family, a house, and then you plateau. Yeah. There's always got to be a new goal. You got to keep climbing the mountain. You got to introduce more things. And when you introduce more things, people want the things. And so they're willing to go out of their way to get the things. And then that drives up, quote unquote, inflation. I mean, I mean you know, we could go on for years and because we divorce. make our own money. And divorce. Yeah. So, so the number one argument. Leave that bitch. The number one argument is if both of you work and you're married, you bitch about the chores in the house. Well, this is just your life. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it, it, this is in general. It, the well, house that's is the unclean. number one argument for you. No, 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 it's not. Then who else? Tons of people. All right. So <laughs> it, my wife works more than me. Sure. For sure. At Spencer's. She's got it. You know, she's the manager there. She runs it. You know what I'm saying? So, cookie monster hats, dill hammers, dill hammers, all kinds of shit. She a wide way, array. She makes more money than I do. And then I work with people who have emotional problems, and I'm empathetic, so I carry those. Burdens you should just combine. What do you mean? If you take the people with emotional problems, mm-hmm. you send them into Spencer's, the novelty section. There's lots of things there that would make them happy. Yeah, but you got to deal with them more than like ten minutes, you know. No, I do give them a cookie monster hat and send them on their way. Yeah, but so your the house isn't clean. You got kids, like, and let, like let's be honest, kids just fuck your house up. Like that's just what they do. That's they're kids. There's nothing wrong with it. They're just fucking trying to figure things out. They do that, and then you you fight about it, and that's 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 the issue we have here. Is like where. I could say, well, you're supposed to be a stay-at-home mom, and that's anti-feminism, where it's like, no, man, that job is important. That's a job. That's a fucking crazy, hard fucking job. Yeah, no, that's feminism. Yeah. And so, like... Anti-feminism would say you have to have kids. Yeah. Feminism is saying... I mean, like, like my wife was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. And, like, I, you know, goddamn near died to make sure we had enough money. Yeah. To make that happen. But that it wasn't anything to do with male or female roles. It was like, I can make more money right now. Yeah. And you can stay home, and that way our children have a... Con- instead of being shipped off to, like, a low-income daycare center... Sure. You can stay there and make sure that they have the right type of attention. And it's also vice versa, too, man, because there's a lot of stay-at-home dads. You sure. Know? So it, that's a hard job. Keeping make, Making sure that shit's clean or that it's, like, a livable condition... Is whatever. That's why you see a rampant in DHS. So people come to your house and they go, "No, we we have a warrant to check your house to see if this is a livable condition." We have more kids in foster care than we've ever had, because both parents are working or they're on dope or whatever. Because the the stress of society says you have to do this or you have to do that. Yeah, and that's what's so crazy to me is that like, well, guys, clean your fucking house. Jesus Christ, it's yeah. not that hard. Yeah, well. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, you don't have to have like with kids, it's a different level. Like, yeah. not spick and span, but don't have fucking trash and waste on your floor. Mm-hmm. Just fucking, you know, throw shit away. Yeah, wash a dish. Work together. Anyway, we're so far off track. No, we're not, man. 
It's all has to do if you're ba- if you're robbing banks. Yeah, it's got to do with hard life for sure. Yeah, and getting your hands on the money. I mean, fuck it, dude. The way I look at it, everything I say it all the time. If you can get it, you deserve it. Yeah. If you could get that money, and now rumor has it that this gang kept the money. Yeah. They never recovered it, and that's why a lot of people went down because he escaped to Morocco, got extradited back to England. The charges he got, of course, were for aiding in the robbery, but I'm not 100% sure that they could ever actually tie him to it. He, he got charges for it, but what he got in the most trouble for it were possession of hard drugs. And so June 2009, he attempted to escape Sal Prison in Morocco. They fucking found small saws in a plate of biscuit in Murray's cell. Another prisoner broke into the cell and ratted Murray out. That's bullshit. Let your man go. He earned it. Yeah. Why break the code? Biscuits. That's a great place to hide a saw, baby. They believe that Lee was planning to cut through the bars of a cell window. That was reinforced by them looking at him physically. And over the last few months, he had starved himself Ted Bundy style. To lose enough weight to fit through the hole that he cuts. That's where we are currently. He's still in prison. He got another 30 years. But the, the real, the fact is they wanted to put him away for as long as possible. I mean, he became hated. He was a figure. He, like, he wasn't the mastermind of the operation, but that's what he became. I mean, he was a notable figure, right? Yep. Not only was he a notable figure, he was a very intimidating character. He's an easy scapegoat. And it's not that he didn't do a crime or didn't do anything to deserve being punished. It's just that he, I feel like he became the scapegoat. Anyway, so whoever's out there in Hollywood that listens to this podcast, Big Money Hollywood, you should make a Lee Murray documentary or just a bio, like a movie because it's a crazy fucking story. It's wild. Just a dirt kid coming into top 10 contention of the UFC Moving into fucking bank robbery. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, he's a modern day fucking real man outlaw. He's a Robin Hood. Yes. Well, well I don't know if he gave it to the poor or not. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they don't, they never recovered the money. Yeah. So, like, that that's the reason they won. They really came down on him when he tried to escape. I feel like because, you know, they're like, well, he's just going to get out and get the cash. Why you know he should have just taken the ten years and shut the fuck up. Came out ten years later, he would be out already. Move along, caked out. Anyway, Godspeed, Lee Murray. You know people look at Conor McGregor, who's like from the region. He's an Irish athlete. He just punched that old fucking man last week. Oh yeah, did you not see that? No, dude. He he went. So supposedly, you know, he's got a whiskey brand now. Yeah, he was like doing. Like, going to pubs in Ireland, like, doing meet and greets and, like, pouring whiskey. And some old man was like, I don't want it, it's shite. And all you see in the video is Connor fucking sucker punching it. I'm talking 80s. 70, 80-year-old man. What the fuck, Just smacking dude. the shit out of him. It, yeah. it's Like, he's a thug, but he's a bitch. Yes. He's not. Lee Murray is a thug. Yeah. Dude, stop with your face. Just I'm making, stop. I'm making sure it's on the mic. But that makes noise, dude. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my God. You're a bad person. Yep. But, yeah, Lee Murray's a real deal respectable criminal. 
Unlike Connor, who's just a bitch. Yeah, he... Uh, also, Nate Diaz won the second Conor McGregor fight. He did. Oh, for sure. That, that, it, it, it has to do with marketing. Right. Period. And I'm glad that Nate is the type of star that Conor is finally. Well, you know, that's like what Dana, Dana White's whole problem was like, oh, he just fights what he wants to. It's like, no, because you fucked him, dude. Yeah. You made sure to fuck him out of that shit. Yep. Period. Well, uh, he's back. He's back. Dude, he beat the fuck. Yeah. Nate Diaz rules, man. One of the few true hearts. Yeah. What was the boy's name he put the fuck out of? Uh, Pettis. Pettis. Anthony Pettis. The second round, he beat the shit out of that boy. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I know people are bored as fuck with MMA. This is unrelated, but yeah, Nate Diaz rocks. If you don't like the sport, just respect a true thug. He's a true thug. He's a, an actual hard person. Yeah. He don't give a shit about money. He don't give a shit about sponsorships. The boy just beats ass because he loves it. I feel like I saluted a hardened criminal. This next one, no respect to this guy. This is just a crazy fucking story yep. that I happened to see, which got me down this path. Where are you going? To do something. You really need to right now? No, no, no. I'm listening, man. I'm, 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 I'm going to be in the same room. I forgot something. Oh, great. Uh, so prosecutors in Central Texas plan to seek the death penalty for Cedric Marks. Accused of the deaths of two people whose bodies were found in a shallow grave in Oklahoma. Cedric Marks, 45 years old, is a career MMA fighter. He's fought for over 19 years with a 31-28 record. 14 wins via knockout. Now, 31-28 is not a great record. It's better than 500, but that's a lot of fucking fights. That What that means is... You're not even really trying to get into like a premier promotion anymore. You're not looking to get in the UFC. You're just taking pro fights in a regional level because you need money. Right? 3128. We're talking goddamn 60 fights. That just means you got bills to pay. You're going to take them as much as you can as often as you can to make money. And regional fights don't pay that much. That's a hard fucking life. A hard life. And if you've been get 60 fucking fights, your brain is rattled. I mean, rattled, rattled. Now, Marks was indicted for the murders of Jenna Scott, 28 years old, and Michael Swearingen, who was 32 years old. There are two friends who were killed January 3rd at home in Colleen, Texas, according to investigators. Jenna Scott was Marks' ex-girlfriend, who had previously filed charges against Marks for domestic abuse. Their bodies were found about a week later in a shallow grave in Clearview, Oklahoma, which is about 80 miles east of Oklahoma City. His current girlfriend, Maya Maxwell, also faces charges in cooperation with Marks. She told authorities that she was at the Texas residence when the victims were killed, and let them know where the bodies were buried, according to the affidavit in this case. Maxwell told authorities that Scott and Swearingen died after being alone in rooms with Marks. She also confessed that she moved Swearingen's vehicle in an attempt to sidetrack investigators. That will get you a tampering charge, aiding and abetting charge, possibly... Murder charges for being an accomplice. Yep. 
You blew it. Scott and Swearingen were declared missing in December, around that time Marks was arrested in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He was arrested on a burglary charge after he was accused of robbing Scott's home in Temple, Texas back in late 2018. The break-in happened shortly after Scott and a request for a two-year protective order she made against Marks was turned down by a local judge. Classic. I don't see why judges ever turn down protective orders. I don't either. I guess because they don't want to deal with it. The police being called. It's like, all right, this menacing man that's had 60 MMA fights is causing me problems. Can I get a protective order? Well, that's because they got to pay for it. I'm going to say no. Yeah, right. Like, would police come out to, you know, it's just ridiculous. During the court proceedings, Scott claimed that Marks had previously choked her unconscious and threatened to kill her and her family. She also claimed that Marks had told her he had gotten away with murder in the past. God damn. Yeah, he told her she he knew how to cover it up. Uh, I'm not surprised. If that doesn't make you fear for your fucking life. Police in Bloomington, Minnesota, consider Marks a person of interest in the disappearance of April Pease. Pease and Marks were involved in a bitter child custody battle in 2008 where Pease was granted custody, then went missing a year later. The custody reverted to Marks. Soon after the custody was given to Marks, the state had to take custody of the child. February... Marks prompted a manhunt in Texas where he escaped from a prisoner transport van after being arrested in Michigan at a McDonald's. Sweet. The old McDonald's getaway, just like the fucking Hamburglar. I think the McDonald's is a bad place to arrest people because of the sordid past of criminality. The Hamburglar never gets caught. If you put someone into a van, you got to figure they're going to channel the techniques of one of the most legendary thieves of all time and give the greasy getaway. You're going to have to send Grimace, Ronald, and the Fry Kids to crack the case. And they don't have time for that shit. McGriddle me this. (laughs) Nice. He escaped his restraints and dashed off of the bus, and one of the guards on duty let him go because he knew Marks was incredibly dangerous. You shouldn't have that job. You're the wrong person for that. You didn't even try. He just got out. And you're like, all right, buddy, you're dangerous. Feel free to go. They captured him nine hours later. He's pleaded not guilty. Michael White, one of Mark's attorneys, told the Colleen Daily Herald that Mark's was not surprised that the prosecutors will seek the death penalty. And he is anticipating the day in court when his story is told, which is probably, I'm retarded and I didn't mean to. Yep. I mean, you know, you, people could always just give the argument, well, you've been hitting the head too many times. Well, that is not going to get you off of fucking calculated, cold-blooded fucking murder, desecration of bodies, transporting the bodies across state no. lines, burying the bodies in a shallow grave. You're going you're going down. Something's wrong already. You know, so, so yeah. you know, I'm sure you know the whole story with uh, you Old UFC champion Matt Hughes, where he uh, his wife had to file a um, protective order against him because he just lost his shit. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, sure, 
he's got CTE, definitely. For sure. He's got PTSD, definitely. But he's also a piece of shit. So when you put all those together. Why is he a piece of shit? I don't know that. He beats it. his fucking wife. Yeah. yeah Not yeah, just yeah. the time. He didn't just like have one snap. You yeah. know? Like, th- I guess that you could forgive, right? Like, you're married for a long time. Like, CTE, it's a motherfucker. Yeah. PTSD, it's a motherfucker. Like, let's say he was freaking out. And he had no idea where he was at. And he just grabbed whatever was near him. Someone, maybe she grabbed him and he just fucking tossed her. Accident. That's a legitimate accident. Yeah. Does it suck? Is it complicated? Yeah. But that's not the case. Mm-hmm. He's a shithead. Yeah. He's I, a fucking asshole. And he beat his wife several times. I, I, I can tell you right now, I'm diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. And uh, never once have I ever thought about beating my significant other because of it, you know? I think about beating your old significant other all the time. Fair enough. It'd feel great. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no. beating up women's cool and all, but however. <laughs> however. In the case of Matt, no, Matt Hughes sucks. Uh, that dude, Colby Covington, who's like doing a great job at fucking trolling right now. Yeah. Uh, I saw he had like a post-fight interview with old Rogan, and he was like, Robbie Lawler should have learned from Matt Hughes. When the train's coming, you get off the track. Because Matt, Matt Hughes recently, like... I'm pretty sure Matt Hughes tried to kill himself is what actually happened. Yeah. Like, he, his truck got, quote-unquote, stuck on his train tracks. But, yeah, dude, giant piece of shit. That's the thing. Is like, pe- people are like, well, he was a great champion. You got to feel sorry for him because he just went through a horrific accident. No. Mm-hmm. No. He beats his fucking wife. Let him die. Yeah, that's bad. Anyway, mixed martial arts. Touched a little bit on this episode. Hopefully... You got into it. We didn't bore you with fight details, even though that lifestyle is interesting to us. It's just a whole crazy world out there. Yeah. Not just in that sport. Just so many subcultures and cultures that intertwine and intersect at different twists and turns. Never know what people are into. I bet all of us on a daily basis brush shoulders with someone who's done a very fucking heinous felony. Yeah. So keep that in mind as you interact with the world. Keep your fucking dick safe. Keep your pussy safe. Hold it all together. Get, live through another day and be a beautiful person. Sure. What uh, song did you link up with these crimes this week, Lloyd? This is a, this is a band that I think people have forgotten about. Uh, this is one of the coolest bands I've ever seen live. It is Rumpelstiltskin Grinder, which is a uh, criminal thrash band. That's what they call themselves. But <laughs> they're rocks. fucking awesome, man. Even uh, better than... Street thrash, criminal thrash. <laughs> they have a song called "Grab a Shovel." We've got bodies to bury. <laughs> that rocks, dude. Yeah, they're they're. Listen, man, I, I this band didn't get much credit. They were on relapse, but they're they're fucking amazing thrash band. They're good. They bring the wild right out of you. It's uh, it's nice. Good band. Amazing. Uh, that dude's in what's other band? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I honestly forgot about this band for a while, and then I was like, yeah. shit, I saw them before. They're fucking awesome. True. So, Certified. Yeah, buddy. Oh, that was it? That was it. <laughs> right, great, man. You're very dynamic. Thanks for hanging out with us this week, guys. Uh, if you want to, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That helps. Hopefully, we're making it louder. Sorry about that fucking lag. We're dumb. Probably didn't pay enough attention. Uh YouTube is popping off. Instagram is popping off. If you want to interact with us on social media, that's probably your best two avenues. Yeah. 
get on Instagram. We'll talk to you. We'll enter. We'll follow you. We'll. I think. Hopefully, I don't fucking know. Yeah. It's gotten. It's hard to follow people on that because it's just so many. There's a lot. But uh, yeah, we'll, if you message us, we'll fucking chat with you. Like our pictures, whatever the fuck ever you use social media for. We're with the shit. Uh, YouTube especially, we make fun videos if you haven't checked those out. Subscribe to that. That helps the cause. We love you. And uh, we'll get into... Carl Panzram next <laughs> week? Carl Panzram next yeah. week. See ya. Woo! Right.